We all love the sound of money, and a $1,500 sign-on bonus sounds even better. That's right, Belicio Foods of Jackson is offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus to new employees. Receive an extra $100 your first six weeks, then $400 after day 90, and $500 after day 180. Don't wait. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers today. That's BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Come work for a company who truly values their employees. Come work for Belicio Foods. It's time to reveal the prize and clue start dates for Cycle Search 2022. Presented by Total Media, along with the Tri-State Power Sports Superstore, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. This year's prize is a KO250 dirt bike, along with an accessory package valued at over $4,500. That's right, a KO250 dirt bike. Clues begin on Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. There'll be one clue each day, Monday through Friday, till the prize pack is found. Pack is hidden somewhere in the listening area. Be safe when searching, and good luck. It's Cycle Search 2022, sponsored by Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. Show some love for the graduating seniors in your life with custom-made gear from Zip Printing in Jackson. Yard signs, banners, screen-printed t-shirts, and more. Zip Printing can do it all. Visit yourtotalmedia.shop to browse all of Zip's gear to show your school spirit for the class of 22. Zip also has everything you need for graduation parties like custom photo cards, invitations, and napkins. Call 740-286-3023 or find them on Facebook at Zip Printing Signs and Marketing. Marketing. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV. Of course, Jennifer here to start off your morning with our good friend Pete Wilson and the Morning News Update, which is brought to you by Nia Henry, agent for Appalachia Realty. And if you have any real estate needs, please give Nia a call at 740-418-4135, and she'll work hard for you. Um, do you see this ginormous green poster sitting beside me? I do. I do. And I've been, are you so excited? Well, I have been to a few wrestling matches in my time and I've watched it a lot on television. I'll admit it. This is so fun. So Pete, so I get to kick off the morning news update. How's that? Oh, that's big news. What you because got right there. This is huge news. And are you ready for this world classic professional big time wrestling Coming this weekend to Chillicothe, Ohio. The real thing? The real okay. thing. And All it's right. real wrestling, too. Right. Okay. It is not fake. All right. Okay. And there is, so here, James just put up the poster. This is so exciting. So if you are a wrestling fan, there are some great, great people going to be there. Um, Hall of Famers, Legends, and more. Um, my gosh, you're going to have... Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, um, Lance Archer, Carrie Morton, Birdman Coco Beware, Birdman Coco Beware, Mr. Hughes. Um, I mean, it's just going to go. The franchise, Shane Douglas. Do you remember the franchise? Uh, Rob Van Dam, Sergeant Slaughter. Um, many, many, many more people. Heroes versus villains. All fun for the whole family. It's going to be awesome. And if you go to the WC, are you ready for this? Write this down. WCPBTW. So World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling. So the, the letters of that. On Facebook, you can see the whole match lineup. But guess what, Pete? What, Jennifer? 
We have two tickets to give away. Oh, wow. Yes. And this is going to be um, at what time is this show? The autograph signing starts at one and the actual okay. wrestling matches start at six. Six, six thirty. Yeah. Something like that. And this is going to be at, they did a terrible job telling where this is going to be. It's at, it's at Huntington High School in Chillicothe. Thanks, James. It's at the very top. I'm just going to start reading the tickets instead of this poster because there's so much information on the poster. But yeah, so we have two tickets to give away to wrestling. And to win, you are going to have to wrestle Pete Wilson. Challenge Pete Wilson in a Jello wrestling match here in a little bit. All right, one hundred ninety-two pounds, sixty-seven years old, and bring them all on. Oh, you heard it here first. That's right. I'm feisty. What kind of Jello do you do you prefer? Uh, any flavor. Love oh. them. Love them all. Low, just, just low sugar, right, Pete? Uh, I don't even care about that. Okay. Oh, he's going for the real stuff. No, we uh, we will we'll let you slide on the Jello wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it sounded, he was actually kind of interested It sounded in that. fun. I, you know, there was a benefit to all this, <laughs> being on television. That's right. Uh, but no, we will give these tickets away here in a little bit, and we'll tell you how uh, when it gets closer. So you have to watch here in a few. But if you want these big-time wrestling tickets, it is this coming Saturday. So we're going to give those away. Right. Okay. And not not all that far away. It sounds like a great match there. Yes. There's and going it, to be all if, kind of fun. If you haven't people been there. to a professional wrestling match, I guarantee you it is highly entertaining. Oh, absolutely. The Bushwhacker, one of the Bushwhackers, uh, Rock and Roll Express. Um, who did you say, Kevin Nash? He was at the last one. I don't think he's at this one. Who was the one that was that we were just talking about? Kevin Nash. This this was back a couple months ago when I was talking about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we'll see. Yeah, and if you're tired about life being in shades of gray, it's much more clear to wrestling match. It's black and white. Uh, pretty much. Right. You know, you know, you know who to root for and who not to root for, unless you're some kind of deviant. There's the and there's, good guys there's a, and the bad guys. There's a few guys. of those that might show up. By the way. <laughs> yes, good versus evil. Always. Yeah, I, think, I think that poster down at the bottom it says "Deviants welcome." <laughs> Does it really? No. Oh, it does say heroes versus villains. Fun for the whole family. Right. And I think it's a fundraiser for the Huntington girls basketball team. It is. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, maybe, maybe the girls will be wrestling too over there. Who knows? I don't know. We could, uh, we could take our, our young lady from Jackson here and, and put her up against any of these guys. I'd say she'd whip them. Yeah, McKenna Craft can take yes. care of herself, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so we will give those tickets away here in just a little bit. But first, Pete has a lot of news to get to. Right. Okay, I do. And uh, the, our first story is going to be a positive story from the business side. Okay. Okay, just outside Jackson. Uh, it's State Route 32 and Mayu Road. That is where the big Mark Porter Auto Group dealership is. Correct. They had an event out there that signals a major expansion uh, this past Monday afternoon. Uh, our associate editor, Phil Buffington, was out there to cover it, and it was a groundbreaking event. Uh, the Porter families were there. Shane Porter, who is the general manager yes. uh, of, the, uh, of the Jackson dealership, was there. Uh, the owner-operator... Uh, the famous car ferry himself, Mark Porter, <laughs> was there, and Mark's wife, and I think Shane's brother, who does another one of the dealerships they have anyway. The big news over there is 
that they were going to build another dealership building. Yes. Re remember uh, back uh, in uh, 2020, Call Auto Sales was uh, purchased by the Mark Porter Auto Group. So the Chrysler dealership joined the existing Fort dealership over there. Yes. And they do have some extra land uh, in addition to what they are using right now. And what they're going to do, and it is in progress now, is they're going to build a new building uh, there uh, to the, I think it would be to the west if you're looking from the front. Uh, they're already clearing the land, and that will be the buildings, building or buildings for the new Ford dealership. The Ford dealership That's is already right. there, but they are in the same building with Chrysler. And they're pretty squashed in there. I was out there the other mm -hmm. day uh, to get my headlight fixed, and they, they're they pretty squashed in there. Right. There's well, a lot of people. Well, this the, their plans for expansion were almost made immediately as soon as they uh, got the call dealership, uh, you know, as part of their yes. operation. And this will separate the two, Ford and Chrysler. Ford will be in the new building. Uh, Chrysler will be in the existing building. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you can go to either building for business. They're going to have uh, cars, vehicles all over the place. This will uh, increase the number of uh, sales that they can have, the number of vehicles that they can have on the yeah. lot. Lots, lot there'll be lots more room to park cars. And... Shane Porter told uh, R. Phil Buffington, you know, uh, they were very clear about their expectations. We know they have to overcome some of the uh, challenges that uh, everybody in the auto industry has now, you know, coming through COVID, uh, the economics in the country, uh, the fact that it's uh, hard to get a lot of the vehicles because of the electronic component it, parts it aren't is, as available. The chips and all that right, stuff. Right, exactly. But their goal uh, according to Shane Porter, and this was quoted in our story that was in the Wednesday edition of the Telegram and also online, of course, they want to sell over 1,100 new cars from their new dealership. Uh, and the and they want to also, of course, uh, have more used cars to sell those too. And so, therefore, between the used cars and the new cars, new vehicles that they figure they could sell because they have, uh, you know, two facilities – they want. They are hoping to sell between fifteen hundred and sixteen hundred vehicles per year just out of the new site, and roughly six hundred to seven hundred at the other. So, um, you know, they are talking about selling over two thousand vehicles a year. Now, think two thousand vehicles a year in, wow. a, in a county of what thirty three thousand. Of course, yeah. <laughs> the Mark Porter Auto Group doesn't think of just Jackson County. No. Of course, they consider themselves a, a regional, a regional business, uh, and so. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, they do expect that uh, they will be adding new jobs. They expect the new building or buildings. Uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be more than, than the main dealership building. They expect it to be completed by early 2023. So not all that Great. long, less than a year perhaps. Uh, they, the 38,000 square foot facility, that's how big the building will be. Uh, they expect uh, because of the building and the extra business that they're going to do, it's like they're almost doubling. 38 new jobs. So that is wow. good news there as well. Yeah. So it is a major, uh, you know, commitment uh, to the Jackson area as they look to expand their business, uh, Mark Porter Auto Group. Yeah. So we put that at the at the head of the news. Uh, second in line is a story from the criminal justice system. <laughs> and this occurred earlier in the week at the Jackson County Municipal Court building. Uh, it was in the middle of the afternoon. And a young man by the name of Christopher Henderson from Wilson, age 38, had uh, been scheduled to come for a pre-trial hearing. And there is Christopher Henderson oh. there. 
and if you notice just a little bit there, uh, if you're looking at the bottom of the picture, you see black and white stripes. Yes, he is in jail now. I'm about to tell you why. Uh, but he had been charged with aggravated menacing. And he wasn't in jail yet, but he was coming in for what they call a pretrial hearing, okay. where they take care of some orders of business before a case is settled or it goes to trial. Well, he was late, four hours late. He's already uh -oh. on probation, which means, you know, you got to kind of toe the line here. Yes. And so they did a drug test, and he tested positive for five different types of drugs. <laughs> oh, so no. So you automatically got, in addition to any, uh, you know, drug abuse type thing, you've got a probation violation. And they hold it over your head. If you violate probation, you're probably going to jail. So they slap the handcuffs on him, and he's going to go to jail. He didn't want to go to jail. With handcuffs on, he took off out the door, out the front door of the Jackson County Municipal oh, Court. <laughs> Just so Not happened, a good move. It, now, the Jackson County Municipal Court, 295 Broadway, behind the courthouse there <laughs> on Court Street, it, of course, basically butts up against the Jackson <laughs> right. County Correctional Facility where the sheriff's office yes. is. So he already has a bailiff chasing him. You know, they call for the sheriff and the sheriff's office, and some of them happen to be standing outside anyway. So they're right on his tail as he runs down Broadway Street and uh, gets all the way down the street, runs across the street into... What is, what is becoming the Salt Lake Historical Park, where the depot is, the old depot yes. along the railroad tracks okay. there right before you get to the creek. Runs into there, but he's being chased. He decides to try to hide in the weeds there uh, by the depot building or right in that area. But they see him, and they are able to take him into custody without any more problems. Uh, obviously, he faces oh, a lot boy. more charges than aggravated menacing now, which yes. is a misdemeanor, by the way. Uh, he his possible charges uh, could be uh, obstructing official business, which is a fifth degree felony, a low degree felony. Escape, which is a high degree misdemeanor, a first degree misdemeanor, and those charges are not on paper yet, but those are ones that are under review by the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. In addition to their probation violation, the aggravated menacing, and anything that might come directly from testing positive for five different types of, of drugs. Sure. And unfortunately for him, uh, he did suffer some minor injuries. Uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly how that happened. There wasn't any tussle that I was told about. Okay. But uh, he was uh, checked out uh, at the, uh, he was checked out for, for his injuries, but he didn't have to be hospitalized or go to the emergency room. However, the bailiff that chased him, uh, you know, who, who, who was tending him at the time that he made his flight, uh, fell while he was chasing, got scraped up pretty bad, and he had to be treated at the Holzer ER emergency uh -oh. room. Nothing okay. serious, but, okay, but, but enough to be taken uh, to the hospital for uh, some treatment of those uh, scrapes, bruises, and cuts. And so uh, Mr. Henderson now, uh, you know, due to the choice that he made there, oh, uh, faces a lot more trouble than he did when he went to court in the first place. And maybe that's a maybe that is a um, a lesson on punctuality yeah. because that Be kind of irked the people in the court that you know you're already in trouble and you show up four hours late. Yeah, so that was that, like that. That kind of started it. And I was like, what's going on with this guy? So they did their drug test and it went. Then the story went. I showed up to do jury duty about I don't know when it was a couple like a year ago probably mm -hmm. and the defendant didn't show up. Mm -hmm. What happened? He went to jail. 
Okay. Right. They 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 frown on that. You, you don't sh- not show up for a your hearing and b definitely not your trial. Right. Well, you know, I mean, frankly, as jurors are sitting there. No, no, that that's inconveniencing a lot of people when you, when you do that. Therefore, that really ticks off the judge. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's kind of goes. Don't on, do that. Kind of goes on the line of irresponsibility. You know, he's kind of like a pattern there. Maybe yeah. you, you you do things to uh, that you allegedly do things that get you in trouble that you shouldn't do that are irresponsible, and then you don't show up for your appointments on top of that. I mean, it was fine hey, with folks, me. It got me out of jury duty. Just but. a guy that's covered the system for a long time all that's going to do is get you in hotter water yes just right do don't, what's right don't, don't mess with them no yes sir no sir yes. get through all it. of that all right uh on the political governmental side uh we have some uh people moving into new chairs we don't know who they all are yet in the city of wellston okay tonight at 6 p.m i think we've reported this before there's going to be a meeting of the jackson county republican party's central committee's Wellston Caucus. That is the people who are on the uh, Central Committee of the Republican Party who represent the city of Wellston. And the reason that they're meeting tonight at 6 p.m. at the Wellston City Council Chambers is to appoint a new city auditor. On April the 1st, uh, the elected city auditor, Gary Crabtree, uh, resigned. Yes. So that left that vacancy there. So they're having this meeting. Well, I did not know this right at the time. I do know it now. David McWilliams, who is the council president in Wellston, who used to be the city auditor in Wellston some time ago, resigned as council president to become the interim auditor. That way, you know, they can have continuity and and have nobody and, and not have the situation where nobody is in that chair for a temporary time. He told me on the phone yesterday that by law you can't have you can't serve in two elected positions at the same time. I didn't realize that because the council president is more of a meetings job as opposed to a, a, a job where you show up every day, yeah. you get a full salary and everything. But he had to resign that in order to do the interim auditor. Oh, well, he also okay. told me that he is interested in becoming uh, getting the appointment this evening. He also tells me there may be other people interested in that appointment. So we'll see what happens there. But because now he is willing to and even wants to be the new city auditor, at least for the remainder of the term, now they have to fill the council president's role. Oh, wow. Which there is a council meeting tonight. It's scheduled for 7 p.m. And I'm sure the council pro tem, whoever that is, will take will take care of, of uh, you know, supervising that meeting. But mm-hmm. now the Central Committee, Wellston Caucus, have scheduled another meeting. Uh, through uh, the party chairman, Justin Levitt, the overall county party chairman, Jer- uh, Justin Levitt. And that will be uh, next Thursday, a week from this Thursday evening at 6 p.m., also at the city council chambers. And they will pick a city council president to fill the unexpired term, which will run through 2023. So if you are a Republican, you live in the city of Wellston because Mr. Williams was a Republican and elected as a Republican. If you're a Republican and you want to be, uh, you're interested in being the city council president, you can show up to that meeting. You can turn in um, a resume, uh, things about yourself ahead of time as well if you want. But uh, you have to be a registered voter. You have to be a Republican and you have to live in the city of Wellston. So that takes in a lot of folks there. Uh, but you need to contact the Jackson County Board of Elections to verify that you are an elector in the city of Wellston if you have any doubt okay. about your registration status. So once again, meeting tonight at 6 p.m. for the caucus to pick a new, uh, a new city auditor, and then next week again at 6 p.m. on the 14th to pick 
a new city council president. Don't you feel like we've had all of these weird, just like election things lately? Well, it's it's really... There's been a lot in the city of Wellston, particularly because of council changes where there were resignations and they had to fill those. But the four persons who get to make that choice through both uh, city auditor and uh, council president are John Pelletier, Heather Hagen, Adam Massey, and Cheryl Raymer. It's up to those four because they represent the city of Wellston. It's a central committee appointment, but they're the ones who have the stake in it as being, uh, you know, representing the city of Wellston. So uh, we'll see what happens tonight. We'll know a lot more after tonight. There is a full Wellston City Council meeting as well. All right. uh, In the city of Jackson, uh, you're going to see a lot of construction activity uh, for different projects. You know, they've been doing the work along the curbs, you know, along Main Street here for a couple weeks now. But uh, there's a couple other projects that are coming that are major infrastructure projects. And we're going to remind you of those. Uh, Mayor Randy Evans talked about those at a recent council meeting. And these are um, sewer line projects, sewer sewer line and sewer projects. Uh, There is the Mitchell Street to Wood Avenue sewer improvement project. It will replace an old line and replace multiple manholes. This project is expected to go to bid very soon. Work should take place. Uh, early uh, early this year, maybe before summer, a community development block grant is paying for most of this project. So that's good. That's outside money coming in that the city was able to get. Also, in that same neighborhood, but not exactly the same place, the Mill Street Sewer Extension Project will take place. And you may be surprised, Jennifer, there are little pockets in the city that still don't have sanitary sewer service. And this is one of those areas. Yeah. And so... They got American Rescue Act plan, res- American Rescue Plan Act monies to do this work, about a million dollars worth of wow. uh, in this funding. And that should go to bid just a little later before the end of the spring. But uh, this will this will serve uh, this will serve people in that area around Mill Street uh, who do not have sewer service now. I think it's about 24 people, 24 residences that are going to be served when okay. this is all done. A couple of other things that may happen in the very near future, Jennifer, um, and Mayor, I mean, if Mayor Evans is successful in his administration in getting grants, they want to do some improvements out at Hammertown. They are seeking grants from the ODNR for a new kayak launch uh, out oh, there. A lot of people, you may be surprised, use Hammertown for kayaks. And yeah, it's and wonderful. Like it's just not, you know, fishing and like that. Uh, And so they're hoping to get money from the ODNR. No guarantee that they're going to get it, but they're trying. Also, they are seeking funds from the state capital budget to do improvements to the boat ramp and dock and accessibility to the dock. So, you know, when you park in that lot there, it's easier to get down to the the dock. That, once again, is not anything they have in hand, but they're hoping to get it. There's uh, every now and then from covering Jackson City Council, it comes up. Can we do anything to improve the boating facilities at Hammertown? Hey, if we don't get the money, someone else will. So we may as well try for it, right? Exactly. And there are going to be some improvements at Hillcrest Park, Pool and Park as well. Uh, of course, that is uh, a That's city cool. city owned as well. Um, they have the drawings for a new skate park. Not a new skate park, but new facilities in the existing skate park. Gotcha. And, the, and remember, uh, back last fall, they got some guidance from some young middle school students who actually wrote a letter to the city saying, here's what you ought to do. They even came to a council meeting and the city officials were impressed by that. And they're using their, those kids recommendations on 
uh, what they're going to do at the skate park to, to make it better. But it's a, a ramp. I know that's some kind of ramp. Cool. So I hope they don't hurt themselves. Right. Uh, I would. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> We'd that I would We'd all be broken. So. <laughs> also, uh, they also hope to build a new shelter house at the, at the, uh, at the Hill, at Hillcrest Wells, too. And that would be a city project. Cool. Uh, and also, we can announce that Kaylee Lower, the former Kaylee Folks, mm-hmm. remember her? She has been the pool manager for 15 years plus, and she has agreed to come back again. Well, and good. you usually don't get that kind of continuity. And Randy Evans made it a point to say how lucky the city is to have somebody uh, with her type of experience sure. and ability to lead, and she will be back this year. All right, last Saturday, you know, the politics are going to heat up on the state level. Woo, it's, I'm, I, yesterday. They're already was, heated up. <laughs> yesterday was the first day where I started seeing, I mean, every other commercial on TV was some kind of political, and they're getting, they're getting feisty now. Oh Rare. my gosh, on the Republican Rare. side for Senate, I mean, it really is. I mean, I know just them getting the emails. Must that, have been written by women. That Rare. I get. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but one of the candidates for governor, the Democratic candidate for governor, John Cranley, was in mm-hmm. Jackson last Saturday. We talked about that. He was, yeah. When, when I was here, uh, when I was here at the at the last session. But we've got a story going in Saturday's paper. That is Mr. Cranley. Uh, the the Democrat Party had that uh, session there at the at the Six Sense uh, Tap Room, and uh, some Democrats showed up to meet Mr. Cranley. I know he made several other stops as well. But he has an interesting platform that I'll mention. I'm going to give him a little bit of time here because he did at least come to Jackson. Yeah, he came to Jackson. To, to so make his pitch. Give him and, that. And uh, it was a meet and greet thing. There wasn't like, you know, some big speech outside in front of a lot of people or anything. But anyway, he has a plan to create 30,000 jobs every year that pay at least 60000 per year, rebuilding roads and bridges, building up broadband access, and creating manufacturing and renewable energy jobs. He says he hopes to pay for it by legalizing marijuana. Whoa. So how about that? Of course, there are a number <laughs> of states now where it is already legal. Yes. They're talking about passing something on the federal level, but it would still be basically up to the states when it comes down to it. I'm not sure a governor can do that with a swipe of the pen, but that is on the platform of, uh, of John Cranley. And also, this is interesting. He wants to return energy resources to the people through an energy dividend. He says this is done in Alaska. By increasing the severance fee on energy profits, he plans to provide Ohio families each year with $500 per year that they can use to stretch their family budget. So that's done in Alaska, and he says, why can't we do it in Ohio? Well, God knows we have enough gloom and in our weather around here that we could use it. Right, and and uh, I guess... What he touts as uh, his background uh, to be uh, to be attractive as a candidate is that he is the former mayor of Cincinnati. I think he had that job up until the last election anyway. Okay. And they say, he says, and uh, people in the party who are supporting him say that Cincinnati has made a better comeback than many of the other cities in Ohio. Okay. As far as, uh, you know, making some progress in the economic a factor in eliminating some poverty and improving the schools. So uh, John Cranley, age 48, once again in Jackson last Saturday, will have complete details on what he said. Our own Jeremiah Shaver was there and uh, not only heard him speak, but talked to him as well for some extra information. Sure. We do have to uh, correct something we said uh, incorrectly hey, about him last week s- on the show. We'll take, we'll take it. Jennifer said that his family owns Skyline Chili. 
No, his wife's his family. Wife's yeah, father, like, his father-in-law. Yes, it or was, something of yeah. that effect. It's gold. It's actually star gold star. Jelly. Oh, they're competitors, yes. are they not? Yes. So, but I will say, that's in my like, defense, that's, like, that's what I was told. But I should have checked yeah. my facts before I reported that's like, it. That's like the Kmart of uh, chili restaurants. Well, <laughs> no, James was very happy to send me a message as soon as he heard that and tell me that I was full of beans. Okay. There are no beans in that chili, <laughs> well, Jennifer. Well, well, let, let, me, let me ask you this, since, you know, we we are far flung and we're we're people that, uh, that get a lot of information out there. How would you rate Skyline versus Gold Star? Because I've only had Skyline. Well, okay. So here's the thing. You know, I feel like Skyline's like... It's kind of like Coke and Pepsi, I feel like. And I'm like always... They seem similar to them. Coke person. So mm-hmm. like, yeah. So like if you... I feel like Skyline would be my Coke of the, of the you know, Cincinnati chili world. But uh, Gold Star, we actually had it um, in Cincinnati not too long ago. And it was good too. But I, you know, I think it's just Skyline's kind of like the staple of what you hear. Yeah, it it's probably has... has better known or whatever yeah. i don't know how many i mean you don't see gold star at the grocery store you see skyline at the grocery store and you see skyline at the ballpark and whatever so not knocking anything just no, saying I'm, I'm sure i would like either one of them we just want to make sure we have our facts correct on this that's show. right and thanks james for pointing that out like 700 times that i was you know wrong <laughs> but uh no but i mean cincinnati chili just in general is is quite um polarizing i feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i feel like if you're not from this area and you try it people are like what in the world are you people doing (laughs) yeah like what number one you're taking chili you're making it without beans you're boiling the burger you put cinnamon in it like what none of this has anything to do with chili and then you put it over top of spaghetti or on hot dogs like what is wrong with you people no, here's the what the i would say is the weirdest don't knock it's it it's so delicious don't though. knock it until you've tried it oh so delicious i right. love it yeah i'm a i'm a junkie when it comes to that so. right it, it may may not be on the recommended healthy eating list Probably you know i'm guessing not i'm guessing but, but by golly it's good it's fantastic right it's, so, it's kind yeah. of like those things we're far enough away that and there are no skyline or gold stars uh within you know an hour and a half at least right so therefore when you get the chance oh yeah that's where we're you going jump on it yeah <laughs> right. absolutely. I, I believe there's one at mount orb as you drive towards cincinnati a skyline yes and there's one in adams county a gold star just off the highway you know if you know it's there it's to the left i i wanted to try it one time but uh, pam said no so we didn't why well, <laughs> If Pam said no, you didn't. We didn't know. It. <laughs> right. Smart man. That's why you've been right. married so long. Okay. All right. Well, a, a sad story to tell out oh. of Vinton County. Uh, Benita Peters, age 48, died very unexpectedly. I understand yeah. it was a massive heart attack. Only oh, no. 48 years old, this lady. There she is. You see her, her picture up on the screen. She was the chairman of the Vinton County elections board yes and also uh, the chairman of the vinton county republican party two very important jobs very. one in elections one in politics and she had that job because she was respected by a lot of people i dealt with her quite often it was usually just you know very informal a text a call or whatever but she's the one who submitted information about uh, meetings and news that needed to get out on our media platforms always uh always very uh, competent and and responsive you know when i needed to know something 
Uh, and, and that was as far as I knew her, but I could see that she seemed to be a very nice as well as a very uh, professional type lady. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she died at Oblenis Memorial Hospital on Sunday of a massive heart attack. So sad. And uh, uh, Red Thompson, who covers Vinton County for us, uh, was following up to uh, tell the, a little bit more about her life and why she was held in such high esteem in Vinton County. And he contacted Joe White, who lives in Wilkesville. He's a former county commissioner, retired school teacher. I think he was a former chairman of the Republican Party in Vinton County as well. And here's what she, what he had to say about it. And this will show up, I think, in a future uh, Thompson column. White was quoted as saying she was a fine lady. She did an exemplary job as far as the Republican Party is concerned. She was very good at organizing our headquarters and things of that nature. She was a strong Christian lady who was down to earth and hardworking. She was an asset to the community and to the Republican Party. We will all miss her. Yeah. So... Uh, once again, the death of Benita Peters in Benton County. I believe her um, funeral and calling hours are going to be uh, this weekend at the Jagers and Son Funeral Home in Athens. I okay. believe originally she, she was from Athens and had a lot of church connections still in Athens. She was a, a Sunday school teacher and an mm -hmm. anchor of her church in Chauncey. Uh, her funeral is actually going to be conducted at 11 a.m. tomorrow at the Jaggers and Son Funeral Home in, in Athens. Okay. And uh, calling hours will be this evening, 5 to 8 p.m., especially for those folks in Vinton County who may not know this. Mm -hmm. All right. On the business side, we'll go flip back to business. Last Saturday was the grand opening for the Rugged Earth Outfitters store. Yes. 532 East Main Street. That is in the Jackson Square Shopping Center where the Dollar General store, I think, was. I think we agreed that's where it was. Yep. And uh, they had a grand opening celebration last Saturday and Sunday, but they're going to do a grand opening celebration again this Saturday and Sunday. Oh, cool. So, you know, the probably special deals there, uh, chance to win some prizes and whatnot. Uh, Jeremiah Shaver was there and took this photo that you're looking at for their ribbon cutting event, a very attractive exterior of the store, as you can see. Uh, and Alex Shope is following up with a more a detailed story about what Rugged Earth Outfitters is all about, because I don't oh, think great. we've had one in Jackson before or Jackson County. Here is a shot of the interior of the, of the store. Uh, and it is just a, just next to Kroger's, if you're yep. thinking of, uh, of uh, logistics and location. It is uh, related uh, to uh, it is related to Burke's Outlet, mm -hmm. uh, same corporate ownership out of Florida, and there is a Burke's Outlet store, of course, right there uh, in the Jackson Square Shopping Center, too, kind of right in the center right. where Gordon's and Peebles used to be. Yeah, and those folks help get this store off the ground because it's they're all in the corporate family. But uh, as far as what Rugged Earth Outfitters uh, provides, if you haven't heard anything about them. Um, they um, they have sportswear, workwear, and outdoor clothing for both men and women. Such brands that you've probably heard of, Dickies, sure. Carhartt, Eddie Bauer, Wolverine. But this rarely scratches the surface. They have uh, designer jeans, coats, graphics, tees, accessories, and more. And uh, they uh, are off to a fine start, I understand. There was a lot of folks that showed up there on Saturday, just for a look-see at least, uh, yeah. when Jeremiah was there. But I once stopped again, in yesterday. It's very nice in there. Right. Their their hours are uh, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So, you know, a lot of different opportunities to go. And even on Sunday, it's open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
Uh, they have a very good website, uh, which is uh, ruggedearth.com. You can find out a lot of generic information about uh, the store and the chain. Once again, Jackson Square Shopping Center, grand opening celebration continues this Saturday and Sunday. Look for more information in our paper, the telegram on Saturday. All right. There was also a new business that opened in Oak Hill officially last Monday. Yes. It is called Birth and Bloom. Mm -hmm. And uh, Birth and Bloom is uh, a creation of a Jackson County resident, Lindsay Hensler. Yep, there and she many, is. There's Lindsay smiling. She was very happy on Monday evening at the ribbon cutting and also uh, the opening of the store. Uh, it had its opening, actual opening there on Monday evening as well. Uh, but Lindsay... Uh, Many people may know her as the wife of John Hensler, very well known. He's our county commissioner, of one of course. our three county commissioners, a pastor at the Oak Hill Evangelical Church of Christian Union there, uh, just north of Oak Hill. And, but Lindsay, though, is doing this store. Uh, uh, this is her deal, not John's deal. And uh, she had been in the healthcare industry as well, raising two young children that are uh -huh. kind of of the toddler age. So this is a lot for her to take on. <laughs> but by golly, lot. she has done it, and it is launched it is at um, 212 Front Street in Oak Hill, right in the heart of Oak Hill. Okay. Front Street is State Route 93. It's right next to Cali's Pizza. Oh, you know, that's great. That's, okay. that's kind of your landmark to know where we're talking about. But the new store will offer a variety of apparel, accessories, toys, and decor. Uh, I was there for their ribbon-cutting event, and I know that uh, James showed up later in the evening to take a look at the store as well. And I think he will probably agree with me. Um, uh, it's not a huge store, but she has a lot in there and she has organized it very well. It's very attractive. There's a lot in there, but you can walk through there. You don't feel like it's cluttered. Sure. And you can see a lot of different things in there. And here is her concept. I told you the type of things she has, but she has 12 different entrepreneurs in there with her. So this is a chance for them to have a retail space that they wouldn't have if they were just working out of their home or online or whatever. I see. And so, you know, she's given it a whirl. But it's all these type of products that I talked about. And there's even uh, some paintings by the late Linda Bauer, who a lot of people in Oak Hill know, um, lived there for a long time, worked at the University of Rye Grand, and she was also an artist. And some of her paintings are there uh -huh. on display, and they are for sale. Awesome. And so uh, the store, Birth and Bloom, uh, is open Wednesday and Thursday, 10 a.m. to 5, Friday, 11 a.m. to 5, Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3. And we are going to have a story in our Saturday paper about Birth and Bloom. Good. So you can catch up on Rugged Earth Outfitters and Birth and Bloom. Uh, big, so uh, kind of a big chain, uh, Rugged Earth Outfitters, and then a true hometown store uh, by a, a single entrepreneur uh, in Oak Hill. So uh, we certainly uh, urge you to take a look at those stores and, and support them. Give them a shot uh, because, uh, you know, as you know, uh, being an entrepreneur comes with a lot of <laughs> comes with a, comes with a lot of stress. Yes. Not to mention your financial that's, investment yes, that you put it. out there. All right. So. Uh, April, uh, both in Jackson County and Vinton County, uh, is National Child Abuse Prevention Month. Now, this is a nationwide thing, but the social service agencies, and we're mainly talking about the Department of Job and Family Services in both counties, right. they uh, worked in tandem with the commissioners to make this a little bit more public with a countywide proclamation that the commissioners signed. They did it last week in Jackson County, and they did it this week in Vinton County. 
And the idea is to shed light on the um, often hidden problem of child abuse. Correct. And it, it is very prevalent and it's sad. Right, exactly. Very sad. And uh, there was quite a group there. Look at the size of that group. We wow. had to go, uh, Phil Buffington had to go outside to take the picture. They're standing there at the Veterans Memorial Park next door to the commissioner's office. But you see all the commissioners. You see representatives of the Job and Family Services, uh, also, uh, also from um, the Gallia Vinton Educational Service Center, which is partnering to bring awareness mm -hmm. to the child abuse situation. I know that our radio stations are going to be airing some commercials, some public service announcements yes. about National Child Abuse Prevention Month through this special project that Gallia Vinton Educational Service Center is doing. Uh, Karen Bach, their new administrative associate, who was the Wellsville superintendent, was uh, among those there. So was the superintendent, Dr. Denise Shockley, and the assistant superintendent, Emily Crabtree. We, of course, a lot of people know all those uh, folks. The Job and Family Services Director, Tammy Osborne-Smith, was there as well. And uh, the proclamation reads, every child has the right to grow up in a safe and nurturing environment. Too many of Ohio's children are abused and neglected. The consequences of child abuse and neglect cost Ohio billions of dollars each year. Child abuse and neglect is a community problem, and finding solutions will depend on the involvement of many people throughout Ohio. And so, you know, they're just not saying that they do this work. They're saying, you know, it kind of takes a village type philosophy there to address this problem. And um, on, the, on the Child Abuse Prevention Month, uh, 12 schools in the area counties are taking part in this too. So, you know, the word is really going to get out about the importance of this. And on April 12th, it is Wear Blue Day. That is next Wednesday, April 12th. Okay. Wear Blue Day. We'll have to remember we'll that. You remember, remember that. that. Write yourself a note. Okay. Uh, that is just to show your support for the awareness of child abuse prevention. And uh, to get involved, uh, you can even take it one step further. You can take a picture of yourself or your team, your business, your group, your friends, your business, and post it on Facebook and Instagram at, where, at OhioWearsBlue.com in honor of Child Abuse Prevention Month. And a lot of people can see your picture That's awesome. and show that you do care sure. about this issue. Uh, they did a similar meeting and proclamation in Vinton County. The pinwheel is the symbol yes. for child abuse prevention. They had a bunch of pinwheels in the yard at the uh, Vinton County, uh, in front of the Vinton County Courthouse, too. Red Thompson Jr. was up there for this proclamation. Of course, the commissioners were involved. County officials were involved. Uh, probate juvenile judge uh, Bob Grillo was there. Vinton County Prosecutor Jim Payne. They're both in that photo as you look at it. The Job and Family Services Director uh, is Jody Walker, and their Job and Family Service represents three counties, Ross, Hawking, and Vinton. But uh, he was there. Jody Walker was there as well. And Jody said, he kind of put a number to this. He said that up to 40 to 50 kids at a time are in custody away from their parents or guardians because of child abuse. Wow. So this is a big problem. That is. And, and you know, you're just, and, you know, we talk about the need for adoption and like that when there's problems in the home or whatever. But here's a temper of what is at least a temporary problem where social service agencies have come to the conclusion it's not safe for those children to be at home because of what has happened, 40 to 50 at a time. And that is in Benton County. So, I mean, this is, this is a problem underneath the service, and that's why they do these proclamations. Yep.
Hey, Pete, you want to take a pause and give away these tickets? Let, let's let's do that. Child abuse prevention, uh, runners from the court, uh, all, all like that. I need a break. All the craziness. We need a break. So, all right. So I think, well, I don't know. James, do you have an idea? I don't know. I, th- I think uh, if we could just get some comments and people, uh, you know, letting us know that you're wanting the tickets, maybe we'll just choose somebody from the comments. Well, I think that's fine, okay. but they have to comment who their favorite wrestler of all time is. Okay. Comment, yeah. comment your favorite wrestler and we're, we're just pick one at random. Yeah, we'll draw it out of a hat or something. Okay. And don't don't comment if you're not able to go. Let yeah. let, let somebody that's that's going to be able to go. That's right. World class wrestling, big time wrestling, Huntington High School, Chillicothe, this coming Saturday, six thirty. Uh, two free tickets here. All you have to do under the comments is tell us who your favorite wrestler is, and then we'll pick um, at random. And again, it begins at 6.30. So if you can go to this wrestling, uh, lots and lots of Hall of Fame wrestlers there. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, I'll tell you a quick wrestling story. Uh, I, I was Love young, it. I was young enough I had to get my dad to take me. But I watched some big-time wrestling in my time, in my youth. Uh, Cincinnati Reds baseball, big-time wrestling. All right. Um, we went to the Memorial Building where they used to have some wrestling matches they here, did, here yes. in town. And my hero... Uh, when I was eight or nine years old, was Chief Crazy Horse. Chief Crazy Horse uh, was one of the better wrestlers around in that when I watched on TV, he never lost. And his big thing was he always got in trouble during the matches, but then when he went to the tomahawk chop near the end of his bout, forget the rivals, they were on the ground, they were beaten, they were pinned, or they gave up or whatever. The tomahawk chop. (laughs) All right, James, you got to find it. All right. Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, the, the tomahawk chop, the tomahawk yeah. chop, okay. but, uh, but anyway, chief crazy horse and the tomahawk the chop, chief crazy horse. He, you know, he didn't look like the one in my picture book of chief crazy horse, he, my history book, but you yeah. know, I, 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 regardless, but anyway, so I went mainly to see him, even though the other bouts were good too. And you know what? I went to that bout in Jackson and he was facing, you know, one of the, of the so-called bad guys. Who always won too? Okay. And Chief Crazy Horse lost, and I cried what? all the way oh, no. home. <laughs> oh, Pete, I'm so sorry. I know it. It was heartbreaking to me. He had blood coming off his nose or something, and oh. the, and he did the tomahawk chop, but it still didn't beat the other guy. What? And that never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to see this. I've got to. Right. Okay. Well, it was real. The, those, oh wait, is that him? Memories are in, is that him? Is that according, the wrestler? According to Google, that's him. Oh my. Okay. Well, he did always come in with a headdress. Now he took it off when he wrestled. Oh well, of course. Right, and and his hair was was black, but it looked like I saw some blonde there underneath a little bit. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe he was grain or whatever. But see, he was kind of a hefty guy there. But he was tough, and he signed autographs and Aww. all that stuff. And you talk about prize possessions. Do you still have it? I don't know. It <laughs> might be in a drawer somewhere. I never threw it away. Put it that way. Speaking of uh, auto- like childhood autographs that you wish you still had. Yes. My dad had Cassius Clay's autograph. Oh, that's that You're would be kidding. Yeah, that would be before, worth something. Yeah, before he changed his name. Yeah. That would be worth wow. something. But uh, but anyway, that was uh, 
Okay, do we need anything else on the wrestling? Uh, no, just comment your favorite wrestler. Oh, there he is again. Your favorite oh, wrestler shot. on the comments, and you can get in the mix to win these free uh, two free tickets to I, I tell you what, world-class wrestling. That nearly brings tears to my eyes again oh. to see the image of my boyhood, one of my boyhood heroes anyway. So. so cute. Well, hey, while we're stopped for a minute, let's go over the cycle search. Let's clip. do it. All right. So the cycle search, don't forget that KO 250 dirt bike is uh, up for grabs if you find the key packet out and about. And we've been telling you a lot of stuff this week. So if you've missed out, you've really missed out. But today's clue is today's Thursday, correct? Yes, here it is. Yes. Okay. You got I it. I want to make sure I read the right one. April 7th. April 7th. Here is your cycle search clue for today. Score, you say, or is that just a trick for today? Jackson and Athens go away today. Soon the bike will be coming your way. Oh, so we're talking about big signs. That makes it sound like maybe it's a scoreboard. Oh, I don't know. It or says, is it a trick? Score you say, or is that a trick for today? But Jackson and Athens go today. So no Jackson or Athens County yeah. today anymore. Big score. Yeah, that's what it means. So if you've been paying attention, these counties have been, we've wiped out pretty much all the counties. So we're narrowing it down to the counties. To yeah, We're not maybe, sure what we're narrow, narrowing it down to. I don't know. Do, do, do we want to cheat and say the ones that we've eliminated? Should we? I don't know. What do you think, Pete? Um, I don't know. Do they do they want someone to find it by now or not? I don't know. I, don't know. I guess you, I guess you have to just keep listening. Yeah. If you missed it, you missed it. No, they they have to earn it. They, they okay. Have to earn it. We'll right. make you earn it. Make you earn it. Yep. That, okay. That, that's right. The the ones who have listened the the closest that's fair. have picked up the most. You yep. know, they'll benefit by us not helping them. But we will say Jackson and Athens out. So it's somewhere else in our listening area. Okay. Okay. All righty. All right, Pete. Sorry. Back to news. Oh, no, that, that's okay. We're going to go to some softer stuff now, but it's definitely worth reporting. Uh, the uh, Jaffe. Um, before that, of course, they were the JCs. They've always done something called the reverse raffle. Right. Yes. They, okay. they always do it uh, early in the year and they had it in January before this time, you know, COVID and all for the second year in a row, they did it. They did it virtually online. Okay. But they still sold most of their tickets. Very big fundraiser for them. A lot of folks jump on this. Uh, you know, a lot of people like the raffles and the gambling, but they also just like to support the Apple Festival and Jaffe uh, specifically. And so their reverse raffle was done virtually on Sunday, March the 27th. Okay. And uh, talked to George Davis of uh, Jaffe. He's a trustee now, former Apple Festival president. He thought there was a real neat angle to how it turned out this year. The grand prize winner of the $5,000 was the Apple City Motorcycle Club. Oh. And ironically, the Apple City Motorcycle Club, I think they bought two tickets. I, I think one of them told me. And they bought two tickets just to support Jaffe. Now, not that they're sure, not going to take thinking the, they're going to win. That, not that they're not going to take the money. Right. They are. But here is the neat thing, and this is what George really liked. Uh, Jaffe puts a lot into the community, of course. Of course. The Apple City Motorcycle Club, if you don't know anything about them, you think, well, it's a bunch of big guys that like to ride motorcycles and socialize. Well, about every dollar they take in when they do a raffle, they put it right back into the community. They do. Charity projects, veterans are two of their big target areas. And Steve Haley, who is the treasurer, and Bill Souls, who is a member 
Brian Jarvis. I'll have to deal with him. He's the president. Yep. Uh, they told me that this $5,000 is going to go back into those type of projects. Nice. You know, they're not going to have a big party or something or banquet or whatever. Which they or could. Not for, not for very long. They're going to use it for, they're, they're just more of the same. How fun. You know, they did that project uh, at the end of last year where they were one of the ones, you know, where uh, they had Christmas gifts for the family of the man who was just outside town who um, had a stroke and wasn't able to, to work anymore. Mm -hmm. Remember that? And they delivered Christmas gifts yeah. and everything. They donated to that. They do uh, Christmas gifts for every veteran in all the the local nursing homes, so uh, they support, um, they do the big raffle, uh, the Harley Davidson at the Apple Festival thing at, at, during the Apple Festival. So they are a, a really giving group. And so it's from one giver to another, basically. That's Love the that. storyline on the reverse okay. raffle. Uh, but a $5,000 check. Uh, the other winners, because I know there may be uh, some interest in that, uh, there was a one, th uh, the other, the, uh, the other, uh, winners or not the winners, but the prizes were one thousand dollars. There was a one thousand dollar prize, a two thousand dollar prize, and four five hundred dollar prizes. So you can win a lot of money on that reverse raffle for a yeah. fifty dollar ticket. All right, um, we want to. If you haven't seen it yet, in Wednesday's paper, we had a big feature on JJ Hale. Yes, right, and it was also it's also <laughs> online too. I asked Phil Buffin, our associate editor, does a great job for me. Hey, we really need to write something nice about JJ because you know he made a big decision in coming back into he radio, did. and he's going to mean a whole lot, I'm sure, to the, our company across the board, not just the radio side. And so Phil outdid himself. He wrote a, a great story uh, where JJ sat down with him and told him the whole story and so forth. And and it's stuff that I didn't know, and I worked with JJ on again, off again for quite a few years. But yeah. it's quite honestly a success story. And the bottom line of it is this man has a passion for radio. He does. And he wants to make ours the very best it can be. And he is at work doing that along yep. with some other people here who are working alongside Porterhouse, Matt McKee, yep. the management, et cetera. And in total media, we move around and help each other. It isn't just about the newspaper. It isn't just about the television no. or the radio or our friends back there at Zip Printing that do those great printing products. We all try to work together to make the... To make that what how do how do we say it? The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Sure, that's what we shoot for. So anyway, that is that is worth reading that feature on JJ Hale. It is. It's really cute. all right. The, the wild turkey season is starting soon in Ohio. Mm -hmm. It won't start for everybody until April, the weekend of April twenty third. That's but right. But this is youth season, youth weekend, where the hunters under the age of eighteen can hunt with an adult for two days. So if you see somebody out there shooting. Uh, you might be careful if you're doing the mushroom hunting or whatever. That's right. Because there is some turkey hunting going on. Oak Hill Festival of Flags is coming up very soon. Jennifer will be, as always, on Memorial Day weekend. But the committee has already put the call out for queen candidates. Uh -huh. uh, they do royalty. You have to be, uh, you know, uh, from the Oak Hill School District to be a candidate. But uh, the entry, the uh, there will be an informational meeting on Thursday, April the 21st at Etna Park. So the contest is open to... Uh, all girls ages 5 to 19, there are no entry fees uh, to participate. All contestants must live in or attend the Oak Hill Union Local School District. Entry forms can be picked up at the Oak Hill schools. And because of COVID and whatever, uh, different people in charge, it's not always been the same. So this year you can, you, can, uh, you can pick up an entry form as soon as right now 
at Oak Hill High School, and you just need to turn it in by May the 5th at 6 p.m., uh, where there will be a mandatory meeting at the Madison Jefferson Bingo Hall. So there's an informational meeting at the high school on April the 21st uh, at uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's at the stage at Etna Park at 6 p.m. The entry forms are at Oak Hill High School, and then you then you then you have to turn in the entry forms uh, May the 5th at a mandatory meeting at Madison Jefferson Bingo Hall. Gotcha. So informational meeting at the on the 21st at the Etna Park stage, and then at the Madison Jefferson Bingo Hall, you've got to have your entry forms in. So if you have questions, you're not sure that you know you may want to. Uh, enter or whatever, you can get your answers at that informational meeting. Once again, the Memorial Day uh, shebang uh, at Etna Park, where most of the activities take place. Dwight Eisenhower will be there this year, remember? Yep. We're going to see if we can get him on the program, right, James? Yeah. I, I he put was out, great. He interview. was great. I, yeah, I put out some uh, feelers for that this week. I'm hoping to get uh, something back soon. Right. Hopefully. And we just learned this, too. We'll talk about this as we get closer. The Turkey Festival in MacArthur, the Wild Turkey Festival, first week, full weekend in May. Ben Davis Jr., our good friend, will be performing up there. Yes. All right. Love that. Yeah, Ben's opening for Jess Kelly Adams. He is. Yeah. We'll see if we can't get uh, yeah, her Jess, and or yeah, so we both got, in. Yeah, we got Jess on the calendar. She's going to be in here the day of her show. Oh, good. Okay. And I was debating maybe inviting Ben, too, but I didn't really want to take any time away from her. Yeah. So, but we might have to try to get Ben in here again, okay. too. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. All right. We also want to urge you to be careful if you're driving uh, between here and Chillicothe on Route 35. There should be some yes. construction <laughs> taking place. Have you driven that way? Jennifer? I have not yet, but... Uh, I understand that there is some work taking place at least along the highway, but you're going to look at uh, lane restrictions at least on both sides of the highway at the while they're doing area. that safety yep. project at the rest area, almost all the way to the Ross County line. So slow down as you're coming that way. That's right. Uh, also, uh, we want to tell you that the Vinton County Junior Fair, remember they're celebrating the 100-year anniversary of youth being involved in the fair. The fair goes back farther than that, but as far as the youth and 4-H being involved, this is the 100th-year anniversary, and they're planning some special things in Vinton County. And one of the things they want are photo submissions, historical photo submissions from the public. Okay. Uh, oh, that's fun. Right. And so... Um, They've started the process of preparing the 2022 fair book. They want to put a lot of these historical pictures uh, in that fair book. And so if you have pictures from past fairs uh, that you want to submit, uh, you can uh, you can do that by you can submit those by commenting on the appropriate post that's on the Vinton County Junior Fair Facebook page. It'll be as easy as all that. Awesome. Or you can email it to uh, VC. Ag Society at yahoo.com. VC Ag Society at yahoo.com. You can attach them uh, on a Facebook comment or by email. All right, the, park, the Park's Edge Event Center will be a busy place on Sunday. They're having a spring vendor sale. Uh, it's, oh. It'll be from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. So I know Mandy Harris is over there working hard getting ready for that. I understand cool. they have a lot of vendors set up. So once again, that's at 601 East Main Street. You'll want to Maybe check that out. Uh, lots of Easter egg hunts, Jennifer, uh, the next two weekends. Most of them are on April the 16th, which is the day before Easter. However, this weekend, the Jackson Area Chamber of Commerce is doing an Easter egg hunt downtown from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, the Buckeye Furnace State Memorial is hosting an Easter egg hunt oh, also this Saturday from uh, that starts at 12 p.m. They say they're going to have 4,000 eggs. 
And uh, on the Chamber of Commerce thing, by the way, uh, their angle is that uh, if you want to participate, you're trying to find 12 Easter egg decorations that are hidden within the decor of participating stores. Yes. And this is downtown. When an egg is found, the answer is found on the egg. You're supposed to, it's to be written to match the corresponding question on the entry form. And you start out at the marquee to get your entry form and all. So that sounds like a fun, yeah, fun, that'll be fun. A kind fun, of a scavenger a, a fun hunt, angle on the Easter egg hunt. Right. And then the Liberty Baptist Church is sponsoring an Easter egg hunt at Etna Park in Oak Hill. So if you live in the village or okay. around that way, that will take place this Saturday starting at 11 a.m. They say they will have 6,000 eggs to find. Wow. So big deal. Uh, there will also be a fundraiser supporting the Jackson Iron Ladies volleyball team uh, this Saturday. Uh, it will be at Papa John's Pizza in Jackson. They will donate 10% of all their sales that day to uh, the volleyball program. And this oh, will help good. them okay. uh, go to camp, uh, buy equipment, and buy uniforms. All right. Uh, on the sports side, the Jackson Army and baseball team is undefeated. They are 5-0, and off to a great start. Uh, myself no and Dan Morrow were there to broadcast the first game last Saturday, the first home game. They beat Warren Local in Minford. That is Drew Bragg. He is a one of the senior captains of the team. Uh-huh. He is considered to be the top pitcher on a great pitching staff. And he will probably be on the mound tomorrow when the Ironmen play Miami Trace in what should be a big home game in the Frontier Athletic Conference. Uh-huh. Last year, those two teams tied for the, for the conference championship. They did. And they're playing early in the season. Don't know what Miami Trace is doing so far, but their best player last year was a pitcher, and I know he's back. So Uh-oh. I bet you that Mr. Bragg will be uh, hooked up against a man by the name, a young man by the name of Courtney Butcher, who is very good. Good. All right. So uh, that is this. Uh, that broadcast will be uh, 5 p.m. or a little bit before on Friday. I will be there. Uh, and, Super uh, fun. And, and I may have some help. I'm not sure, but I will be there for sure. J.J. Hill is going to help me make sure I get hooked up and all. But uh, <laughs> that will be on uh, on Friday. So we wish the Ironman good luck there. The Wellston Lady Rockets softball team, we've got to mention them. Yep. They are 4-0. and And they have just They're been rocking. They have been just been trouncing the opposition. Number nine coming in there in that picture, uh, she's getting a big uh, celebration at home plate. They all came out to meet her, Jenna Johnston, because she hit a home run against Athens uh, on, on that game. And Jenna, all she's done is hit four home runs already this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, games? there's a lot of good things to report <laughs> on the spring sports side, but uh, the Wellston softball team. And the Jackson baseball team are are you can't do any better. They have not been That's beat awesome. so far this year. And on our sports team at the Telegram, we want to welcome Brock Netter to the team. He is uh, a co-sports editor along with Todd Compton, who's been there since we started under the new ownership. And with two of them, and Red Thompson in there working a little bit, and the broadcast we're doing, we're really going to make sure that the sports gets covered greatly this spring. There so you go. Um, let's see. Is there anything else to tell you? I believe that is it because we have uh, we have run over the limit as it is. Well, that's all right. Well, Pete, thank you so much. We appreciate you spending your morning with us. And, of course, always keeping us up to date on what's going on in the news and um, the surrounding areas. Right. Don't tell me there's nothing going on. But if no. you know something I don't know, give me a call. That's right. Let us know. That's the please, main thing. Please do that. <laughs> all right. Don't forget, if you're interested in these wrestling tickets... Give us a shout out on the comments. Tell us your favorite wrestler, and then we'll draw uh, in random and 
we'll announce the winner. So thank you so much for watching, everyone. We appreciate you, and we'll be right back here tomorrow on Friday. So have a good day. Bye-bye.